Hello, I am back. We are on day 54 of 100, and I've got one to make up, I think, but we will get that in tomorrow. Uh, but today, we're continuing this Enneagram Creativity series, and we are looking at some of the creative gifts and struggles for type two. And each of these sections of the Enneagram Creativity work center around a creative mantra that I've created for each type. And so this is something that can be kind of a centering phrase or something that you might want on a post-it or uh, your phone screen or something to uh, help facilitate and encourage creativity in a way that is specifically tailored to and hopefully uh, motivational or encouraging for your type. So for twos, it's really simple. It's just turn in. And that is because twos are so naturally um, other reference. They're turned outward. They're more focused on the needs and feelings and lives of others that they don't, uh, they don't naturally take that time to slow down and turn inward and make space for self-reflection and cultivating an inner life that is essential in a lot of ways to creative practice. So turn in is the creative mantra for type two. Just a reminder as we move into this, um, the basic need that motivates twos is simply the need to be needed. There's a desire to be loved and valued and to express their positive feelings toward others. And their basic orientation is to people and their defense mechanism is repression. And I think those two things, that people orientation and repression, are relevant here because, you know, whatever it is that a particular two is making, it is often going to either be in service of others or be somehow in studying or exploring or, or pointing out the connection between people. And whatever flavor that work may take on or whatever medium it might be, there's going to probably be some theme of human connection, relationship, and service or generosity uh, to others. And re repression is relevant here because, you know, so much of the two's experience, particularly negative feelings, are repressed that, you know, there's always a pro and a con here uh, that helps the two maintain um, themselves and, and maintain functioning. But in terms of creative output, you know, if you repress everything rather than kind of working through it, you're not accessing a lot of the material that would make for creative content. Uh, and I don't mean that that negative emotion and struggle are necessary for creativity. I think that that's a a bad um, mythology we have around creativity. But, but what I mean is the creative process can be so refining and it can be cathartic to process uh, difficulty sometimes or just our life experience. And it can be really helpful and clarifying. It's a, it's a healthy processing and, and refining clarity giving thing a lot of times to to put our experience to the page or to process it in song or dance or just journaling or cooking even, you know, whatever your creative outlet is. And if too much is repressed, one might struggle 
to know kind of what even you might create from or what you might um, have to create. But let's look at the creative gifts that twos have. Uh, they're making things that connect with and benefit others quite frequently. Again, it can be anything but the, the natural bent towards generosity and service and relationship for, for twos. Um, they're going to be making something that is somehow in service of connection and, and relationship with others. There's a generosity. They're going to share um, as much of themselves as they can. There's a compassion here, a sensitivity to others' feelings that will inform their work and mean that work from twos will not be just abstract and cerebral and art for art's sake. It will be uh, it will be something again that is that is valuable in the world and to other people. Twos also tend to have just a natural storytelling ability. You know, story and narrative really are one of the the primary vehicles of connection and understanding between people. Being able to share one story or hear the story of another is what helps to develop compassion and empathy and understanding across lines of difference. And it's just a very human way of communicating and therefore of relating to one another. And there's just kind of this natural bent to storytelling and narrative for twos. And, you know, they're often verbal processors. And so a lot of times that's a a verbal uh, strategy that then can get translated into other mediums, perhaps. But I've heard of a two, you know, literally writing a book by uh, dictating it to a team, just just talking things out, sharing stories, and then having other people who knew this person very well uh, take down notes, record dictation, and then help kind of put structure around these. Uh, stories and, and information that was verbally shared. And that was the strategy that worked best for this person. So that's a good example of playing to your strengths and uh, surrounding yourself with people who can support by helping with the things that maybe are not as naturally the two's gifts or uh, abilities. And I think as we kind of wrap up the gifts section, I think that there is something that's true of twos that tends to be kind of both in the category of creative gift and creative challenge or struggle. Um, and that's that they prefer to take a behind the scenes position and kind of play second fiddle to the leader. And that will often give them more freedom to, to be creative, to try things, to be brave and be a little, little bold. If, uh, if they're not fully in the spotlight, if, not all of the responsibility falls to them. Uh, but at the same time, they might really have a voice that needs to be heard and that deserves to be in the spotlight. But because they are willing and able to submit to a power dynamic that, that does not put them up front, uh, th what they have to offer may not get heard when perhaps it should or it could. Okay, uh, some of the creative struggles that, that develop for twos is 
again, this struggle to turn inward and embrace and spend a lot of time in self-reflection. And so getting in touch with one's own thoughts and feelings are very important for twos. There's this natural connection and intuition into other people's feelings. And sometimes that is at the expense of seeing their own feelings. It's hard for twos to willingly enter into solitude. And that space, that time alone is absolutely essential to uh, creative work and processing, especially for twos, because you have to have that space to get in touch with your own thinking and feeling and not be kind of constantly monitoring the response from other people. And that's back to that uh, struggle with comparison that that we talked about a few days ago. It's hard for twos to prioritize self-care and often creativity is part of a, of a self-care practice. And if they can't see or justify the immediate usefulness of their creative practice to other people, it can be hard to prioritize, but it's important to learn to do that. And, you know, regardless of the end product and exactly what you're making, uh, again, I don't want to perpetuate the myth of kind of the tortured artist or any of that, but, but often some of what breeds creative work and, and some of what best gets processed in creative work are, um, negative uh, experiences or darker feelings and without going there sometimes what twos make um, can be a little less deep or more saccharine until they're really willing to bring their their full selves their whole selves to creative work okay and finally looking at some creative growth strategies for twos. It's important to, as with anything with twos, to learn to distinguish between freely given assistance and self-serving involvement in other people's lives. And again, that centering question that is helpful to determine that sometimes is, is what is mine to do? And how can I do that? No more and no less. And when you get really practiced in asking that question and discerning that answer, there's more space for things like creativity and inner exploration and all of these things. And so initially, at least, uh, and probably consistently, something important for twos is to schedule and prioritize a specific time to create. You won't make it a, a priority naturally, probably. And, um, it, it, so it needs to be on the schedule and prioritized and understood as important, uh, for yourself and, uh, for others in some way, it, you're probably going to have to use that to justify spending the time, but it's enough just for it to be important for yourself, um, because it's something you want to do or need to do. And let's look real quickly at what twos gain as they access uh, the energy from their resource points. So when twos um, move to four or, or access four energy, they're able to find unique perspectives and express their own needs more clearly, uh, to express uh, sadness, to get in touch with what you've repressed, and just kind of there's a there's a real aid in that turning inward that can happen in that space and um, a fullness that the two can begin to explore. Accessing eight energy um, helps to, to set the boundaries necessary to make space for creativity and to develop a sense of, of self-worth apart from external affirmation or relationship. Um, hopefully can help to, to 
believe that they're valuable because they exist, whether or not they're, they're giving uh, to others or being responded to positively by others. A few other just tips for twos, you know, finding creative content you connect with emotionally is great. Uh, journaling, I think, is a great practice. It helps kind of bring up some of that thinking energy and can decrease to a degree the reliance on vocal processing, kind of helps you do some of that own thinking and processing for yourself. And reading nonfiction books and, and non-memoir books, so books that are not solely focused on or exploring relationships and other people, um, it is a valuable practice for twos as well. A few patron artists, uh, Lisa Gunger, the musician, is a two. Suzanne Stabile, of course, the Enneagram teacher and writer. Henry Nowen is uh, said to be a two. Desmond Tutu, uh, Mother Teresa's kind of classic uh, picture of a two. And then the, the two that I've most recently enjoyed uh, learning from and exploring uh, his work is Dr. Jerome Leba, who has a brilliant new Enneagram book out called The Brain-Based Enneagram, and it has absolutely gorgeous watercolor illustrations and is a really fresh take on the Enneagram and, and merging it with neuroscience in a way that's really compelling. And I'm, I'm new to that work, but I'm, I'm very impressed by it and looking forward to connecting more with Dr. Jerome in the days ahead. And uh, we'll close with this quote, and this is Brene Brown, uh, who says so wisely, in a way that I think is uh, pertinent to and particularly relevant to the two experience. It's so much easier to say, I'll be whoever or whatever you need me to be, as long as I feel like a part of this. But fitting in isn't belonging. We can only belong when we offer our most authentic selves and when we're embraced for who we are. Oof. And I, I think creativity can help choose to discover, to encounter, to explore, and then to express and show up as they truly, truly are, rather than kind of showing up and, and saying, I'll be whoever or whatever you need me to be as the quote said. So let's turn in twos and uh, I will be back tomorrow with type three. Hopefully I'll get three and four out tomorrow. All right. Talk to you then. Bye.